0: Welcome to the Self-Kindness with Pete podcast, a podcast dedicated to exploring how we become our very best in the world by being kind to ourselves. I'm Pete Sibley, the Self-Kindness Coach, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, and welcome to another Self-Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley, thrilled as always to have you here with me listening in. It is a rainy day in California, and so I don't mind the background noise today. As you probably know, California could use the rain. All right, so today I have a special guest that I invited on, had a wonderful conversation with. His name is Bob Anderson, and I will get into introducing him in just a moment, but I want to know about you. This is Self-kindness, after all. So, how are you doing, my friend? You know, take a deep breath wherever you are. Uh, Let it out. Just bring yourself here in this moment. We're connecting with our inner body. We're feeling the feelings. We're noticing the thoughts. And we're connecting together in that one special person that i have a chance to talk with every about once a month he and i were talking this morning and at the end we were kind of riffing off each other and and we were just you know holding that space that that we as individuals were connected in some way however that works for you maybe you are a scientist and you need to know the facts while well, the science is there where whether it's You know, this unified field theory or quantum physics or whatever, you know, it's all connected. Or maybe you prefer a more spiritual, intuitive sense, energetic sense. We are all connected. That's something that serves me. And with that notion that we are all connected, we can then see how important our self-work is and our self-kindness is. What we do to ourselves in our own mind is something that is very important in the world. And my guest today talks about that. You know, this idea of what we think about influences our behavior. I've talked about that before, how our thoughts about the situation or circumstance affects how we feel, our emotions, and then the actions we take from that. Or in self-inquiry, we notice when we are thinking a thought, we ask ourselves, how do I react with that thought? When I think somebody is ignoring me, how do I react? How do I treat that person? So what we think is influencing our behavior and Today, you know, my guest talks about how organizational change, big change, is always 100% of the time led by individual change. So, some of you might be listening and have big changes happening in your life. And the quality that you bring to that is going to affect how we as a human as as humanity change your change is that important so where do we begin we begin with self reflection and we notice with that self reflection getting connected again with the body and finding that you know getting curious where do we get our that drive, that that inner strength. Well, my guest today, Bob Anderson, talks about that, about finding the strength in a self-kindness practice. So, my guest today, Bob Anderson, has been a leader in the emotional intelligence world as a speaker, as a coach, as a facilitator for both people in the workplace, leadership, corporate leadership and in developing emotional and social intelligence for athletes, coaches, and leaders within the sports community. Bob has spent a lot of time thinking about and speaking about and interacting in this space of self-kindness, and I was really excited to bring him on today. So here is Bob Anderson. Rock on, rock on with the bad sounds, Right rock on. So Bob Anderson, you're you're on. Welcome to self-kindness with Pete. <laughs> and uh yeah, so let's just jump right in. Like well, how do you see self-kindness? How do you define self-kindness for you? And why did you say yes to having a conversation today with me about self-kindness?
1: Yeah, I you know, I thank you, Pete, for having me. Thank you for entrusted me with this really critical thought conversation. And I say thought because as I as I believe it and as I know our brains, you know, what we think about influences our behavior. And I think all the times when, especially now, you know, when May of last year, 2020, I heard that upwards of 300, excuse me, 30 million Americans were told they were no longer needed, valued, valuable. And I could only imagine the car ride home car ride when mom or dad inquires about, Hey, sweetheart, you know, I'm curious, how are things at work? And that person was probably led to say a lie and they would probably said, I'm fine. But yet their self-talk is saying is, Holy sugar. I was just let go. Mm-hmm. I am unemployed. I'm unemployable. And the self-talk that we have was really led me. And then as I got some other data, And data, as you know, Peter's data and the December data around 157,000 women in America in the month of December were told from their employer they are not needed. And I always think, I always worry about a continuum of thought. And for many, many years, many decades, if you will, and I'm going to purport this and I make no, I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, being too much too much bravado, but I will say that I believe that over the last two decades that the North American workplace, the North Americans in general, Canadians and, and Americans, have really had an unfortunate have, do, be, continual. I have children. I have a house. I have a job. I have a, a boat. I have a guitar. I have friends. I have, have, have. In order to have those things, what do I need to do? And we're, we're, we are inculcated with that awful question at a party, at friends, you know, what do you do? And then we tell them what we do. Instead of saying, who are we? Mm. And so we've been right. inculcated in a way that says, I'm not going to think about myself. I'm going to react, 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 stay alive, stay alive. And so when I think of self-kindness, I think of the term empathy, the ability mm. to recognize, understand, and appreciate the feelings, thoughts, and behaviors now normally of others. But I'm going to say let's put, let's put these big four verbs in self-kindness, the ability to perceive, an emotion within myself to understand from where that emotion comes and to be able to use that emotion and assign it to a task for success. And then obviously to manage those emotions. And so when I think of self-kindness, I think of this one line, how Mm. impeccable am I with my word? In other words, the things I think and say To and about myself. And Pete, I've heard it over the last 10, 11 months. I've heard so many people say, you know, Bobby, I'd love to help you. But remember, I'm just a teacher. Excuse me, Bobby, I'd love to help you, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm only a, And, and I can only hear so many people not have kindness to themselves. Because individual change always precedes organizational change. In other words, individual habit, what you think, and this is me being an applied researcher, applied psychologist, me saying, you know what? If I think good thoughts about myself, the brain is powerful. It's that young person, she's up to bat, and she's sitting there saying, I'm never going to be able to hit this ball. Well, chances are... She's feeding herself non-positive. It's that greasy cheeseburger. Believe me, brother, at 58 years young, I've had my fair share of greasy cheeseburgers around the world. It right? felt good going down, but afterwards I went, oh, what was I thinking? And so I think of metaphorically the number of greasy cheeseburgers that we feed ourselves, especially in a time of the unknown. You know, the ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Please don't anybody tell me this is a new normal because there's nothing normal about being separated. There's nothing normal about covering my face so that you cannot perceive the emotion that I'm experiencing. There's mm-hmm. nothing normal mm-hmm. about it. It's the new mm-hmm. now. And so kindness, right? Right? Someone once said, kill him with kindness, Bob. I'm like, that's the easiest thing we get to do. But we have to start as Shakespeare in, what was it, uh, Act 1, Scene 3 in Hamlet, Pete. He wrote, you know, this Above all else, to so thine own self be true. Michael Jackson, may he rest in peace in whatever you think of Michael Jackson. But I've been with Michael Jackson. I've seen him you know, give time, talent, and treasure to kids at his ranch, his Never Never Land Ranch down in Los Olivos, California. I've been with him and I've seen the unfortunate lack of self-care based on a self-regard that was have-do-be Instead of be, do, have. It's that Jean Valjean and Les Miserables. Who am I? Right? That question. Yeah. Who am I? Right. right? Who am I? When I taught Spanish yeah. out at Stevenson many, many years ago, decades ago, the question that the kids had to ask after being with me for three years was, Quién soy yo? Who am I? Not what I have, what do I do, but who am I? And obviously, instead of going, I'm tall, I'm short, I'm brave, I'm, you know, no, no. no. It was who am I? Who are you? Are you an adventurer? Are you an explorer? Are you a thinker? Are you an empath? Are you, you know, who are you? The, the B do you have? And we see it all around, but one of the things we don't do, and I believe, and I see it even myself, when we talk about people who stop and not just meditate, I'm not gonna talk about even that depth and breadth of self kindness. I'm talking about just self reflect. We here in the North American workplace you know this so Pete please answer me Pete what does misery love
0: <laughs> company
1: company right you said it we're and we're decades apart in terms of age yet Pete what does optimism love we don't know we don't have a we don't have a national mm-hmm. aphorism for it. we don't have a one-liner that we can sing at a party and when I think about self-regard from where I mean and I always worry I'm here in the Northeast It's always fascinating because so many people, especially parents, so many parents get their self-regard through something, through their children. And I see in all the bumper stickers, you know, my daughter is a, you know, honor roll student and in pre-K. I'm like, really, moms and dads? Okay. She sleeps well and she eats all of her applesauce. I'm like, I don't know what we're talking about here. And so it's the self-talk, right, from where do I get my self-regard? Self-regard defined as the ability to understand and appreciate and to recognize the things that I do well, the things that I don't do well, right? And Mm -hmm. it's understanding Mm -hmm. from where I get that inner strength. But we don't stop. We're too busy. We're too busy doing. It says in the dictionary, we're human beings, Pete. It doesn't say I'm a human doing. I'm a human having. It says I'm a human being, right? And so maybe I'm getting a little off topic, but you asked, why did I respond? This is what I this is what I wake up to do every day, is mm. to teach this language, you know, focus it on self-kindness. In other mm. words, imagine when I say things, positive things. I'm not talking, you know, non, you know, keeping things in perspective, right? Bob, you're the most handsome man in the world. No, that's Pete Sibley, Josh Boniface. It's not me. And so, but it's, it's me saying, you know what? I'm 58. And what is it I like about being me? You know, what right. did, oh. who was well, I,
0: I today? yeah i i think you're i mean there's there's so much there bob i love it because like i feel like that's that's part of you know what get it, it what got scraped away if you will the the glacier of 2020 cleared away and pulled back it like it really allows i feel like so many people are are looking around and saying oh my gosh like i like i don't know how to do these basic human things like process my emotions or to realize that yeah. it, i need to go you know instead of living that's that's been a lot of what i've been talking lately with with people is like we're we're so ingrained in this actions results area and i'm like that's that's down the line you've got this whole emotional body and then preceding that like you said you have we have these thoughts and they influence mm-hmm. everything so it behooves us to to do that thought work and uh yeah absolutely. and i think part yeah, of that love. starts with what you what you're talking about like like literally redefining that energy that vibe around self because it's like i say self-kindness and people immediately attach it with selfish Self-aggrandizing, and like there is so many unfortunate examples of that right now, and I am like,
1: you know this, brother. No, not at all. When you bring that when you bring that topic up, and they think it's selfish, it's because you are you are putting them kind of in an intellectual and visceral fear base, right? Fear being defined by as as the there is a threat to something that they value, and what they value is the need to be right versus the fear of being wrong. And so, when you mm-hmm. think they, they're, they're quick, oh no, that, you know, self-kindness is too self-oriented, too self-centered. Like, no, no, uh, uh-uh. we ha- There's no change can be made in a team, organization, family until the individuals say, "I'm going to be kinder to me." I call it the psychology yeah. of criticism. Whether this is can be proved or not. In other words, if I wake up and I like who I am, not what I do, not what I have. Right. I like who I am. The first person that greets me is going to be greeted with what type of care?
0: Yeah,
1: pretty easy, right? It's going to be reflective of what I'm thinking, right? We have aphorisms like "We only hurt those we love the most." Why is that? Is it proximity? Why is that? It's is it relationship? You know, that's a different podcast. But when we think of self-kindness, why is it different than self-centeredness? Self-centered, and I'm not going to go into all the brain science, but Self-centeredness says, stay alive, right? Depending on what your neurological directive is, whether you're a man or a woman, what is your neurological directive and what is it saying to stay alive? In other words, I'm in eighth grade, I go to the dance. What is my neurological directive? I'm in college, I go to dance. What is my neurological directive, right? And so the competition for resources is when it's self-centered. It's when I'm not sharing the best of me. And, I'm, and that best of me could be I'm not, it's it's also Pete, self-kindness has to begin with self-awareness, right? To understand, be perceived, what emotion I'm experiencing. Because if I'm angry, which means I'm blocked from getting something I value, in which the behavior is classic fight and flight. If I'm angry and you say, Bobby, how are you? And I say, oh, Pete, I'm fine. I'm fine, Pete. Well, I'm lying to you. Therefore, I'm lying to myself. Therefore, my body goes into this reaction of, Survival mode, right? Survive or thrive, primal or rational, limbic cortex, emotional network, analytical network. You know, just throwing Mm -hmm. some of the base brain knowledge that's out there. And, you know, when we think about, like, how do we use this personally and professionally? Again, I always think of this, Pete. I think, okay, 58, from where does my self-regard come? I know from where it used to come. And that was my physical endurance, my ability to handle pain and endure and perform athletically. Well, one of the great things for me around the pandemic is all those activities, all those sports that I was playing, those were all, in my neck of the woods, have been shut down. So I thought, well, what can I do for myself that if I do, I can then love, lead, and serve others better? And I took up the guitar, yeah. I decided to, to, to be engaged and things that bring richness and fullness and meaning to me, somebody else, somebody else may have picked up painting, coding, cooking, all the different things that we can learn about. And so self-regard for me still is, still is the overriding skill of self-kindness, right? It's our self-talk. Right. Right? It's the conversation right. we have and say. And that's why earlier in our time together, Pete, I said, you know, being more impeccable with our word, what we say and think to ourselves. Right? Is it Seneca? I forget, you know, right. the philosophers. But it really does. What we say, our thoughts precede our behaviors. Our behaviors precedes our habits. Our habits become our we know that whole stream of, of it. But when we look at right. like professionally, oh. you know, my son's middle name is Powell, after my last boss in the military. I think of when General Powell would speak to us, and I would see him get on bended knee with the the kids from a village, whether we're in Kuwait or Iraq or wherever we we're in the world. And you'd see, you knew that he was kind to himself, right? He knew that, yeah, you know, he's in charge of tens of thousands of men and women and one or two passed away. He has a choice to beat himself up and not be available for the other 40,000 of us and Mm. be an empathic leader because he's being kind to himself and he's kind to his wife and he's kind to others, even though in a very violent profession. Right. And so if somebody like that can be self-kind and teach self-kindness, you know, do we have to be sitting with the Dalai Lama like I have twice so serendipitously on airplanes and go, oh, my gosh, that man smiles. And it's like, you know, it's that it's that paradox of optimism and reality testing. It's self-empathy versus Mm -hmm. self-assertiveness. And so kindness, I mean, I'm wearing a bracelet right now. And I'm sorry you can't see it and it simply says it's in aqua and the white lettering says two words Pete it says kindness matters and I'm wearing it unfortunately mm-hmm. because a young woman that I know Elena who is from who was down in Malibu and was slain during the Malibu nightclub shooting and her family that was Elena's voice Elena's voice always was kindness matters kindness matters kindness matters and it does and we think at and again, I'm not sitting here to talk politics, but when you think of the power of kindness, what's wrong with kindness? Now, yeah, people say, oh, you can take, be taken advantage of. It's okay. Right.
0: Yeah,
1: I was kind. I can sleep well. I can look at my children. I can look at my mom and dad in heaven. I can talk to you, meet you. I can look at your children and be like, hey, guys, this guy's a really kind man. doesn't mean I can't be tough. I can't be masculine. I can't be... Um, you know, a good husband doesn't mean I can't perform under pressure. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean I can't endure. No, it just means I've prioritized love, <laughs> right? right? Kindness right. in another, in another, in other languages would be translated around the world as love, self-kindness, yep. love thyself. And
0: so, yeah, ooh, well, and if, that's how I came to, to, to kind, to kindness myself, uh, because it was kind of my bridge word to get to love, which is, you right. know, it's really yeah. the underlying what we're we're talking about. And, you know, what I hear you also describing is this noticing and recognizing how these, these different people, including you, have allowed a new definition to take root around, uh, around an, that idea. But that was an intentional move. It's, I feel like, the people who who express this and serve this way in the world have been intentional that way um, of looking at that cause and effect, like you said, uh, with their emotions yeah, and, you and, know, and understanding where they but come from.
1: Yeah. And, and Pete, I, you know this. I mean, I mean this, I've, I've been, I have at least two weeks of bed night uh, in every state of the union. And I've lived in five of the seven continents. I have spoken. um and done events in six or seven. I've been in Antarctica a couple of times. I've seen the world, and I'm not talking the Hilton side. I've I've seen I've walked in the, you know the dark sides of my beautiful Louisville, Kentucky, and seen some of the the brothels and barrels of that world. And I go, where did it all go? Like when did they stop being kind to oneself? You know mm. when did, when mm. did people make decisions, and and one of the key things in 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 really sharing self-kindness is being empathic demonstrating you know what i call radical listening through the ability to try to recognize and understand and appreciate the feelings thoughts and behaviors of others and be able to Mm -hmm. give feedback timely feedback and behave uh, and behave physically in a way that respects others feelings Mm -hmm. because everybody has their own story right brother everybody's got their own story and so it's like there's really a, a movement Pete, like right now, kind of like, you know, if I had your listeners, I would have them think like, what do I need to do to be Pete and Bob's first follower in kindness? Well, that's mm-hmm. easy. Start with thyself, right? Be easier on thyself. When you make mistake, hey, failure, first attempt in learning. What did I learn from that mistake? How can I share that? Right? But yet we get so We've been so, again, this is me just, I'm not going to get on a soapbox, but, you know, kindness, I'm wearing it. I wear it. I've been wearing this for way too long, and I'm mad that I have to wear this bracelet because I believe in it. Because a young woman that I know was slain because of a lack of self-kindness, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, mm-hmm. that's where it starts, where you have disgust and anger and fear of others, Therefore, your kindness factor goes down. I know there's the Kindness Project and those books on kindness, but the thing right. that you're doing, people, it's so wonderful is you're holding discussions on it, you're committing to it, you're making it a part of your daily ethos. And I, you know, it just, ah, I'm sitting here kind of gasping well, now. Yeah
0: well i I think you know th- that was perfect because I was going to ask you just that question like if somebody's listening right now, like what are those first steps and you brought it up and I think what is also in there is just so inherent in you that curiosity yeah. I believe has really served you and I, and I invite the people that that I work with and in in this con- conversation the same thing about really getting curious about why is that? emotion coming up. Why is that, you know, cycle happen? Why does this self, And it leads us back to, you know, just what you're talking about, the thoughts leading and influencing and understanding all that. So many misfortunate and hurtful things going on. And I also want to say that it just feels, I feel like it just opens up and exposes such a huge opportunity for kindness and the results of kindness to to really rush in uh in a moment like this
1: yeah yeah it's and it's a it's you know i I think any athlete any musician any actress any person who's trying to learn anything can can really realize that it's practice right creating opportunities to practice yes right and so you're, you're you're you know let's say somebody is i don't know they think they think they perceive that they're overweight and they're hanging out with people who they perceive are not. And they go to themselves and they say it out loud. They do that self-deprecating humor. Well, remember, I'm just a good old fat boy from Tennessee. Like, that's not kind. That's Mm -hmm. not kind to myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when we hear people say that we owe it to love thy neighbor, right? In all religions, it's it's out there. You know, we we need to do the platinum rule. Love thy neighbor that thy neighbor wants to be loved. Right, not to how we want to be loved. And so it's like, if you hear that, to say, hey, big old boy from Tennessee, why'd you say something negative? Because I think you're a pretty cool dude and I hold you in high esteem. You're one of my favorite people in the room and now you're making me look bad because you're saying bad things about yourself because I got nothing bad to say about yourself. I think you're pretty good. We need to feed one another.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. We need to
1: feed each other.
0: We need to feed yeah. each
1: other more. We need to, like for me, self-kindness is acts of bravery, right? For me to say, well, you know what? Good about myself. How do I share it? Right. Self kindness is not a gift to sit in a box. Self kindness is not a thought or a process to know thyself and keep it because you're going to get something better. You're going to have. You know. It is absolutely the thing that in any language, any culture, any religion. That when we share kindness, it's written in. It's written in all the books and all the scriptures. The power of kindness whether it's Muhammad or Jesus or, you know, I mean, it's, it's out there, it's everywhere, but yet Mm -hmm. somehow through a cultural wave that kind of hit it, you know, these conversations need to be held. And if it's frustrating for me, Pete, that we, you know, you and I as, as men who want to, you know, share these gifts, here we are on a podcast and and I'm grateful for the opportunity at the same time. I'm like, really kind but guess what, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's interesting. Like, I used to play rugby and I watched my son play rugby. And what I loved about rugby was the number of opposite teammates that were pulling opposite teammates up after a play. Mm. I'm out after a halftime, after a game, and the kind of culture of, hey, take care of one another. You know, we just play, but let me get you, you know, a bandage in some cases, or let me get you something hydration, or let me get you something to nourish thyself. And And I'm like, you know what is those simple acts of kindness whether at work or at home it doesn't have to be the environment doesn't have to be and and you know we we always seek acts of kindness around kind of in here in the North America and the Judeo Christian holidays or whatever those might be versus what's wrong with just just being yeah. kind right and so mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. Some more people need to practice it with others and go whoa Kind of wow, giving kindness. I wonder what if I what would happen if I were more kind to myself. Like my mom, God bless my mom, as she rests yeah. in peace. And my mom wasn't very self kind. She raised us kids in a town that was very more affluent than where she grew up. More people had gone to boarding schools, prep schools, and were going off to colleges. And you know, when it came down to my mom, who never went to college, was a farm girl, was a waitress. Um, she didn't value herself enough. She, she didn't have that like, hey, you know what? yeah, you guys went to this prep school and I was riding bareback in circus and who's the cool kid at the party right now, right? So my mom never talked that way about herself because the right. culture back in the forties, fifties and sixties certainly was different for a woman than it is now. Thank goodness. Right. And so mm. you know, where do we learn it, you know, my kids learn it when, when they see me. With my their mom, when they see me with an animal, when they see me with a young person, an older person, they see kindness, right? Kindness is kindness is a mirror, right? That mirror neuron that says that person's being kind. I bet you it started inside first, and it always mm-hmm. does,
0: mm-hmm. right. Oh, Bob, I love it. How can people find out a little bit more? I mean, you just gave us the uh, yeah, just a, a taste absolutely. of some of what you do out yeah. there. Yeah, how can people find you yeah, out there? How I
1: find the big boy. Um, they yeah. can go and find probably the three most two most boring websites in America. Now listen to that. <laughs> I said that purposely, right? The self-deprecating humor. No, uh, no, they can go and go to our old websites where they will see. And one is. One Hero Sports, www.the number one, H-E-R-O sports.com. And, or just Bob Anderson, you know, link in with me, you know, I think of like, where can we start as a, as a, as a, as a nation? This is for another podcast. You know, where can we push the paradigm, change the paradigm, change the tipping point that says let's, instead of on the news today, Let's have it only be acts of kindness and let's see what that contagion does. Right, right.
0: right. Mm. So. Love it, Bob. We're going <laughs> right to have to get you. I have to get you back on, but thanks so much oh, for it's, coming it's on today.
1: Amazing, man. Oh, this is, this is, uh, you know, and it, who was it? It was a uh, New England playwright by the name of Ralph Waldo Emerson Pete. And I'm a New England guy and Harvard guy. So blah, 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 right. But I I check it out. He's got this really cool essay on success. And the first two stanzas, yeah, that's cool. That's it. It's fun. But it really resonates, especially what we're talking about today. And so this is what I leave the listeners with. It says, to know that one life breeds easier because you have lived is to succeed. And that was the question I asked my kids all through grammar school and all through high school. Guys, I'm curious. Whenever you're ready to tell me whose life is a little bit better because of who you were at school, I don't even know what my kids got for grades. I don't really care. All I know is that when they talk about who they were and the lives that they influenced, they go to bed knowing that they made a difference in somebody else's life. So, again, the gauntlet is this: right, drop the mic, as as the young kids say, drop the mic. Whose life is going to be easier because you were a little bit more kind to yourself, and thereby, you know, behavior, math you're kind to others, whether you know them or not. So Pete, thank you for having me. Thank you for entrusting me with this very important topic. Um, I look forward to being of service to you and your family and your profession as requested. So my best for a healthy healthy and kind 2021.
0: Oh, I just love that. You know, I feel like there's some fire there. There's some fire in this conversation. Now, you know, you, Bob mentioned it as frustration and on some levels it is. You know, we know this. We know we can do so much better on our own behalf to begin with so that we bring it out and spread it out in the world. That is what self-kindness is. That's what a self-kindness practice is my friend. That is what I'm talking about all the time and it begins with this thought. What is the thought you're having right now. If you want to know how to do this, if you want to go from having a mind that is, you know, trugging along and doing all right, but to upgrade it, to give it that next level of what is available out there in the science and in thought work, a practice that makes this a living part of your life, then I hope that you would reach out. I hope that we could be in conversation. I want to talk with you. You're the person I w- I'm talking to. Not the people that need convincing, but the people who know that this heart is ready to be just explode into the world in a beautiful, kind, generous, compassionate, and powerful way. That is self-kindness, my friends. I'll leave you on that note. You are so worthy of the kindness that's in you already. I hope that you access that. I love you. Leave you with this song, and we'll see you next week. Hey, Self-Kindness with Pete listener, I see you. If you haven't checked out my one-on-one self-kindness coaching, then head on over to PeteSibley.com and click on the link, coaching to sign up for a free consultation.